<laughs> hey guys, excuse us, we are a little rusty. Yeah, it's okay. It's, it's been fine. like a whole year since we've done our podcast. I think it we're has. the world's worst <laughs> podcast. At least three seasons, anyway. Um, but we're back, and I've been wanting to get back into it, but I feel like the second half of last year just got to be a little bit crazy. We had a lot going on second half of last year. Yeah, we were we really had a busy lot going on. traveling too and then just everything. A lot life, of personal stuff happening, yeah. family stuff, life happening and then you know holidays and life just gets busy and crazy and And there's not, nothing wrong with having seasons. I mean, this will be our second there season. Are seasons. So. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And I recently went on Instagram and I was like, should I bring it back? And a lot of you guys wanted the podcast back. So <laughs> I I was honestly very surprised that you guys wanted to hear our voices. <laughs> this makes me especially, kind of excited. Yeah. Especially my voice. Let's Baby, be I honest. love your voice. It's all Let's good. Let's <laughs> be honest. No, it's really good to be back. Honestly, like I just love having podcast as a medium because it allows people to get to know us on a different level, you know? It does if we can be ourselves. And I think for the most part, we have been ourselves. Yeah, on for here. sure. I feel like I can be the most like myself on the pod. I mean, you know, Instagram, I try, right? But it gets to be hard to post all the time and keep up. And I try to pop on my stories to be like, hey, guys, here's my face. Here's my personality. But it doesn't happen all the time. True. But you are. I mean, you're also a very natural you're natural behind the microphone as well. Really? I'm not, yeah, I'm not natural behind With podcasting? It. <laughs> With podcasting, Really? Yeah. You just sit there you and you think talk. so? Yeah, you know me. I get kind of all in my head. And I don't know. I don't do know. I think and, maybe you know. it's because I personally like to listen to podcasts. So I don't know if I'm just reflecting off of like kind of the podcasts that I like to listen to or maybe I am just... Well, I'm, just, I'm just being myself. You're, no, you're That's a performer. I think you, you know, you grew up in, uh, in that theater lifestyle and I culture. Did. You've been on stage. You've been in plays. You've performed in front of people. You're just used to performing. I know how to turn it on. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> and turn it off. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact, guys. I was used to be in musicals and theater. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the microphone. I'm used to you're that. used to it. I mean, <laughs> and you can sing. You're a singer. I do. Let's hear something real quick. No, no I'm, I'm just kidding. You don't have to do Maybe that. <laughs> another time. I don't want to hurt everyone's ears. But um, yeah. So anyways, we're back. We're back, guys. Back yes. to conversations with the Covingtons. Yes. So if you're new here, I am Carolyn Covington. <laughs> this is my husband. Maurice Covington. Hello. Um, oh my gosh. We've been married almost two years. Two yes. years coming up next month. Next month. Mm -hmm. And I am a wine professional, a wine educator, wine blogger. Mm -hmm. So a lot of what I talk about is wine. Um, we also talk about our travels, which are usually wine related. And then Mo, Maurice, you can call him Mo. Definitely call me Mo. That's I get that every day. Yeah. People call me like, Mo do Cuff. you go by Mo or Maurice? I'm like... Just it's whatever. Yeah. M-O. Mo. Yeah. But I work in the real estate industry. I work with uh, Frank Hardy Sotheby's here out of Charlottesville, Virginia. And I'm also a real estate investor. So mm -hmm. that's my day job. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm the husband to this beautiful woman you hear on the other side of the microphone. Yeah. So awesome. we have done deep dives into like our upbringings and more about us on past episodes. So we obviously won't get into that now. But I do just want to say, you guys know where to find us. Obviously me on Instagram at Carolyn Coving. 
If you have questions or things that you want us to talk about on the podcast coming up, let me know. Send me a DM, um, especially, you know, wine related stuff, but it can also be personal stuff. Um, any any and all topics. I would I would say nothing is really off limits. No, I agree. I agree. We're, yeah. we're open books. We are open books. Yeah. So yeah, anyways, just like a quick recap of, you know, the last few months. Holidays were great. Um, this past holiday season of 2023 was so busy. Um, you know, I do a lot of like partnerships with wine brands and things. And I just feel like this November, December especially was super busy, but I'm so grateful for that. And so, you know, it's it was kind of nice in January to have a little bit of a break as mm-hmm. the wine industry does slow down at you the first part of the year. Really freaking busy last yeah. fall. <laughs> I was. Fall, it was great though. Winter. It was so yeah. it was so great to be busy. I feel like now that I've been a creator for a few years to like have a busy season is so nice. Yeah. And I'm so grateful for that. Should we talk so, about that? Or should we kind of leave that a little bit? We can just leave it. Okay, I mean yeah. it was I mean peop, most people that are listening to this follow me on Instagram and, mm-hmm. and they know. So yeah, yeah. that was really amazing and I'm very grateful to all of the brands that wanted me to create content for them. And I'm proud of you as well. That was amazing Thank to you. see you so busy that you were stressed out. Thank you. And then I was like, uh, I just need to get to January because then everyone stops drinking wine. Um, Psych. But no, uh, but what I was up to in January was studying for my WSET diploma exams. So I didn't really get a break, but that's okay. Um, but it was a different kind of busy. I studied for my D4 and D5, so that's the sparkling wines of the world and fortified wines of the world. Um, I really wanted to focus more on my sparkling wine exam and went into my fortified with like, "Eh, I might pass this, I might not. If I have to retake it, then I will do that. Um, But yeah, I think I'm going to save my diploma recap for another episode. So again, any and all questions about diploma, let me know you guys and I'll try to cover them in a separate episode. Um, but this this episode, we are going to mostly be diving into our recent trip to Argentina. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so we went there in December and uh, things got a little crazy. I finally finished my blog post for you guys. I had to break it up into two. Of course, we went and did tons of wineries. So one is dedicated to all of the wineries we visited. And then another one is just like a general travel guide. So in this episode, we are going to be talking all about our trip and mm-hmm. recapping it for you guys. That's right. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Anything else you want to recap before we dive in? Um, we've just been busy, you know? I mean, we've been busy yeah, with put work. Put your phone away. I have, focus hey, I, on I'm this. literally trying to schedule a showing for tomorrow Mo, right please, now. Work with these buyers. I've been working with real. these buyers for a year, and they finally see a house they want. They're like, can we see it tomorrow? Oh, my God. You already know how this is going to go. <laughs> Don't get mad at me. I'm I'm gonna send one text message and then I'll put it down. Please. Okay? All right. Okay. You can go ahead and start us off and I'll chime right on in. Oh my gosh, I can't. Okay. <laughs> so here's the reason why we first of all, let me just start by saying Mendoza, Argentina, that's where we went. It was amazing. Beautiful. Um, Mo, you're literally distracting me with your phone, like seriously. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, so the reason why we chose this as a destination was, one, because our really good friend had to move back to Brazil. And so anytime that we, you know, are going to go on a trip somewhere, I'm like, okay, well, is there a wine region nearby? Because... 
hello, I need to visit wineries. Every time. So yeah, pretty much every time. So we're going to Brazil already. Um, and Argentina has been on my list for a long time. I've fallen in love with the pictures of the vineyards and the Andes mountains in the background. And Mo loves Malbec. It just love so it. happens. It used to be my favorite. I used to be I still favorite. like it a lot, you but do. it's not my favorite anymore. Oh, I don't know okay. what my favorite is. Yeah, anymore. I know. I was going to say. <laughs> no, but yeah, when I first met Mo, like Malbec was his favorite wine. So I was like, okay, we're going to Mendoza. Like, like, we have my to. My name is Mo and I like Malbec. Yeah, literally. <laughs> your tagline. <laughs> no. Um, so I was just, yeah, so excited. But it was a little nerve wracking mm. to plan this trip because number one, I had never been to South America and excuse me number two mendoza is a little rural and i don't know it just seems so foreign to me like Mm -hmm. after going to europe multiple times over the last few years you just you get used to europe everyone there speaks can mostly speak english Mm -hmm. like it's easy popping around from one country to the next it's not so foreign after you go multiple times but going all the way to south america was like crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I started off by just doing tons and tons of research um, and all of the details of like what we booked and links and everything is going to be linked on my website. So as you're listening to this, you can follow along on my blog. It's going to be at awesome. Carolyn, carolyncovington.com. <laughs> um, so all of the blogs will be up. Good. Good. Yeah. So what did you think about the trip? First of all, I want to, from from the beginning, I want to say thank you for doing all that research and laying out a very detailed itinerary for us. Like, I don't know where I would be without you. I would just be kind of doing things spare the moment. So (laughs) thanks for doing that, babe. Uh, I was excited to go on this trip. Um, You hear great things about this, this region. And also, like you said, I love Malbec. Uh, But in addition to that, you have the beautiful backdrop of the mountains that I love scenery. (laughs) I love scenery. I'm a very scenic person person. I love being outside of nature and um, the mountains that we didn't see, which we'll talk about later in this in this segment. Uh, it was funny. I mean, I just love being out there and drinking wine. It was just beautiful. I was looking forward to this trip for sure. Yeah. yeah. So we kind of like, you know, I'm always like finagling flights a little bit because flying out of a small airport is expensive sometimes. So we flew from Charlottesville to New York and then we did New York, layover in Sao Paulo and then direct from Sao Paulo to Mendoza. Mm-hmm. The trip there was not bad. I mean, you know, it's long flights, but it is what it is to get, you know, all the way to the other it wasn't hemisphere. Bad. <laughs> I mean, honestly, after traveling to <clears throat> South Africa, like anything now is kind of easy. Uh, so true. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, we flew directly into Mendoza and, you know, it's a relatively small airport. Pretty easy. A really big shout out to um, a travel planner who helped us book some of our transfers, Onyx and Evergreen Travel. Um, you guys should reach out to her because she would be able to help with any and all itineraries, honestly, all over the world. She she's great. She's a she's a fellow North Dakotan, just like me. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was super helpful with planning some transfers for us, which is important right. because yeah. a lot of people there don't speak English, mm-hmm. and you can rent a car, which would totally work. But it was nice that we didn't. And yeah. I'm glad um, we did. 
if you are okay with just paying for the transfers of where you're going, then that works. And then just another really quick shout out to Wines of Argentina, because when I knew I wanted to book this trip, which, you know, I did the planning of where we ate and where we stayed and got to choose all of that. But I reached out to them because I wanted to get their recommendations on wineries to visit and they helped plan an amazing wine tasting itinerary for us for Mm -hmm. three days. So um, big thank you to them for helping with the transfer for that and setting up the visits. Everything was just kind of seamless for us. It was seamless. (laughs) It was really nice. Um, So I have included all of that and the like full itinerary in Mm -hmm. my blog of um, their recommendations and then, you know, my genuine thoughts on everything but i just like i just loved the trip it was so amazing it was really fun yeah so let's so we got to mendoza and the first hotel we stayed at was cava's wine lodge Mm -hmm. um this one so you definitely when you go to argentina you want to like map out where you're staying and where you're going to taste wine cava's wine lodge it's like 30 to 40 minutes from the city of mendoza So either you'll want to just eat at the hotel or around there. We did a cooking class one night or, you know, expect to pay for a transfer or drive into the city of Mendoza or to another resort for dinner. Like it's rural. It's very rural. If I can even say that word and keep in mind, like we're, you're in a third world country. So um, when, when we say rural, we mean like there's probably one main highway and then there's dirt roads, it's just pure, dirt, pure roads. dirt and rock roads off of that. So you're like, <laughs> you know, all of a sudden you'll turn off the highway onto just a all dirt road and you'll just be bumping around, driving, bumping over rocks. Yeah. The car sounds like it's going to fall apart. <laughs> Me and Carolyn back there looking at each other like, oh, we're going to die. Even, <laughs> even our transfer, like he got lost because yeah. the GPS didn't really know where it was going. Cause yeah. these roads are like not on the map. Not on the map. They're <laughs> like, out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you can see like the, the, you know, where you're supposed to go on the map, but the roads, they kind of like just disappear. So you got to kind of find your yeah, way on these rocky like dirt roads. Yeah. Road and, like, and the cars are shaking and things are jiggling and jangling. And it's like, oh my gosh, yeah. we're going to break down in the middle of the desert. I knew we were going to be in good hands at Cava's Wine Lodge. It's a Relay and Chateau mm-hmm. property. Um, so, you know, it's a, it's a trusted partner chain of hotels and they were fabulous. But mm-hmm. yeah, even though you're staying at a five star resort all around you, it's like, yeah, yeah. still, you're still rural. You're, you're still, still rural. in a third world country. Yeah. Um, so be prepared for that. Be prepared. And but, you will kind of get car sick sometimes too. Yeah. Be, Cause oh, you're yeah. on these dirt oh, roads true. for like even miles. Even I was getting car yeah, sick like and I never miles. get car sick. Yeah. Yeah, be prepared for that. Expect bumpy dirt roads. And there is no like luxury car. I mean, you're going to be, the best thing you're going to be in is a pickup truck that's, you know, a little bit off the ground. But, you know, because they're, that's the nicest car car because you're on dirt roads all day. So uh, just prepare for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's like such a different, fun experience. Oh, it was. Um, But no, Kavas was amazing. Just they greet you with a glass of Malbec. They walk you around the beautiful property. You're walking under pergola vines to your own room. And when I say room, you're like staying in a little cabin, basically. Uh, it's a little house house. Yeah. It's not, yeah, not when say cabin, but you have your, it's your own structure. Yeah. It's your own house. Like you have a plunge pool, you have an outdoor shower, Mm -hmm. you have two fireplaces, one on the top with a sun deck where you have views of the Andes Mm -hmm. and the vines. And And then, 
Yeah, just big, comfortable, spacious room. You put pictures of this on your yes, blog, right? Yeah, everything's okay. on the okay. blog. I also made a reel about this place because I loved it so much. Yeah, a beautiful. I mean, I definitely enjoyed walking underneath the pergola vines. Mm-hmm. That was really pretty. And also the, the view of the Andes. Let's talk about that because when we yeah. first got there, you know, it was kind of cloudy, but you could see the Andes. You were like, oh, there are the Andes. We see them. And they look like, it looked big, but like normal big. Like yeah, we didn't really like understand. They were like, oh, we're like, oh, these are pretty. But I was yeah. like, in my head, I was like, I kind of thought there was supposed to be snow year round. Mm-hmm. I was like, hmm. Right. Like I was thinking they were going to be bigger, <laughs> but this is still beautiful. Right. And we, I mean, we, we had been there for a day. We watched the sunset. We were like, oh, this is beautiful. That's, that's pretty. Those are, those are nice mountains. And then we wake up the next day, Carolyn, and you want to take it from here? What happened? Yeah, <laughs> we were on a little jog around mm-hmm. the resort. And all of a sudden I look up and peeking in between the clouds was like, I like, I seriously look up to the point where I'm like, there's a kink in my neck. That's how high up was. I saw, I saw the snow. <laughs> I saw the snowy cat mountain. And she's like, Mo, look. And I'm I like, I stopped what? in my tracks and uh-huh. my jaw dropped. And she's like, Mo, look. And I'm like, what? I'm looking on the ground for like animals, like coyote. They fox. said, watch like, out for fox. Yeah. I'm looking for like a wild animal. So I'm kind of like in, in, in flight mode a little bit. And she says, look up. <laughs> and I look up and my jaw literally drops to the ground as well. I mean, these mountains are just as intense just as beautiful as you see them on TV and the picture books. I mean, they're like above the clouds, like the clouds sit below the mountains. You can capture the beauty even on your iPhone. So imagine what it looks like in person. Like it was truly like I, we like both looked and like wanted to cry. Yes. It was so beautiful. We stopped and stared at them. And we aborted our <laughs> our jog. And we're just like, went, we're done. We're done. <laughs> this is too, I'm in yeah. shock. <laughs> I've just also never been somewhere where, you know, we went in December, so it was summer. And it's like 80 degrees during the day. But then you're looking up at this like majestic mountain range full of snow. It was just surreal. So beautiful. The scenery was Absolutely breathtaking and definitely exceeded my expectations. Um, and yes, Cava's Wine Lodge, we loved, would highly recommend. What was your favorite part about Cava's Wine Lodge? Um, I just think the hospitality was so great. And mm-hmm. like, you know, they're not. Yeah, I think I think the hospitality because and the food was so great, like breakfast every morning. But they're like, oh, yeah, have it in your room. No extra charge. You know, they greet you with all this wine. They give you an extra bottle of wine. You ask them to come put wood in your fireplace and light it. And they just do it. It was just kind of like anything you want or ask, they'll like help you. And it was just amazing. I really loved the cooking class that That you planned for us. That was very expensive, but very (laughs) enjoyable. It was amazing. No, it was amazing. It was a surprise about the cost. So if you do plan on doing cooking class, make sure you try to do it with like (laughs) a lot of people maybe because I didn't even, I think that it was originally supposed to be like a group thing, Mm -hmm. but then it just ended up being us Us two. So we had to pay like, a ton of money. Maybe, maybe. It was expensive, so definitely ask about the cost before you book it. But it was 
really an amazing yeah, experience. Yeah, it was intimate. We got so to actually cook some of their signature dishes and learn how to cook them. The food was um, amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, it was hands-on. It was fun. It, it we was got to really taste fun. wine with it. It was like a whole, what, two and a half, three hour experience. Yeah, it was uh, really nice. And it was nice to just be setting. at the yeah. wine lodge right. or yeah. at the lodge for that night. I think yeah. that was my favorite part of yeah. being there. Yeah. Yeah. So, Cavas was amazing. Anything else you want to say about the hotel before I move on to... Um, no, the hotel is very cool. It's very like um, modern, but in a way that still kind of um, encaptures where you are and the beauty of nature. Uh, I love the pergola vines. That was so cool and unique. You can just walk right. Well, I'm tall. I'm 6'5", so I could barely walk underneath them. But, you know, it, it, it was still a sight to see for sure. Um, and yeah, and the hospitality was awesome. I mean, anything we wanted or needed, they were right there. They had it. They got our drivers. They would bring us wine. Yeah. Um, you know, it was what they you would great. expect from a five-star kind of like world-class resort. And yeah, it was fun. Yeah. yeah. And the region that Cavas is located in is fairly close to a lot of different wineries. So they were like right next to Susana Balbo, which is when we visited like seriously 510 minute drive from there really close to Katina Zapata which is a super famous um, winery that we did not get to visit but it is on my list for when we go next time Um, so it's a good location to visit you know a handful of wineries Um, but it is a little bit of a drive to go to like the Uco Valley or into Mm -hmm. Mendoza but I I wouldn't have changed anything about where we stayed. I would have preferred to stay, you know, a little more rural in the vines and then have to drive versus like staying in the city of Mendoza. I agree. Unless you're not really going to wine taste or like be out in the nature and scenery, then I guess you could just stay in the city. Yeah, I mean, I think don't, you know, I don't think, I don't want to overlook like the city of Mendoza. I mean, we heard no, a, lot I think of, it, a lot of cool things. Yeah, and, and we visited cool, the city yeah, visited for multiple and dinners and there were lively, yeah, yeah. lively fun spots for sure. Yeah. yeah. Or like if you went for a whole week, you could do like two nights in the city, a few and nights, three out, nights and, out. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, loved Cavas. And then the second place we stayed, we just stayed one night because it, it's like a brand new resort and I just wasn't sure if it was going to be that great because there were no reviews. So I was like, okay, let's just stay here one night. And if it's like, you know, not good, then it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so this place we stayed for the second night or this, the second place we stayed was called Chozos Resort. Yeah. And it was fairly new. Mm-hmm. Um, but the people that worked there were super nice and accommodating. And we chose to stay in the glamping cabins mm-hmm. And it was beautiful. Very cool. Really Very cool. cool. <laughs> Mo loved it. It was like you wake up, you're right in you're the vines. You're right in the vines. Yeah. You're right in the vines. I mean, you have, again, a, a, a beautiful view. A beautiful view. You have a shower outside on the deck. It's a mm-hmm. wraparound deck. I mean, it's 360 wine, I mean, vineyard views. And also you have the uh, views of the Andes. Um, it's like you're in nature. It's like you're out in nature. It's yeah. it's really cool. Yeah, yeah really yeah. cool. And the rooms, I mean, they had this big, tall, revolving glass door that kind of you it push really out. Really cool. Yeah, it was really cool. And you can fall asleep and wake up to vineyard vines yeah. and things like that. Yeah. I would almost stay, I would go back to Chozo's. I liked doing the glamping. Uh, we did not stay at like the normal rooms mm. or like the more of the hotel part. Which looked really nice too. Which looked really nice. They're like a little closer together, so maybe just a little less private, but I think you get like a plunge pool with them. Right, yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say that they were great, yeah. nice people, yeah. and similar location to Kavas, maybe a little farther out. Mm-hmm. Um, so just another thing out. to plan yeah. for. Yeah, you're going to be on a 
you know, a dirt road for 10 miles, but yeah, <laughs> you'll get used to it. But yeah, I loved the glamping experience. It was fun and definitely yeah. like cheaper than Cabo's too. So yeah. 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 Let's talk about the awesome wineries we got to visit yes. and tour. Okay. <laughs> so the wineries that we got to visit, I'm just pulling up my list so we can go day by day. Um, I won't go too into depth just because I don't want to make this podcast like three hours. <laughs> um, but the first one we visited the first day was Kaiken. Oh yeah. Kaiken was beautiful. Um, greeted with Chardonnay, walked around. They make great uh, method champenois, sparkling wine, uh, the Mai Malbec mm-hmm. was amazing. We actually brought some of that back. Yep. Yeah. And then we, you know, sat, they have like a forest of pergola vines. So you get to kind of sit under there while you're tasting wine. It was amazing. Very friendly staff, great wines, learned a lot about the terroir on that first day um, and loved our visit. It was amazing. I did. And uh, so this was one of the wineries we went to on the first day. So this was the day that we didn't realize how, big and impressive the Andes mountains yeah, were. <laughs> and she was even, and it was a sunny day where we it was were, sunny, yeah. but there were still like clouds in the distance mm-hmm. covering the main part of the Andes. So here we she, are looking like tourists trying to take a picture in front of the Andes. Well, and, she, and she's like, she was like, yeah, it's, like, a, little, oh, it's a little cloudy. It's a little like, cloudy today. We're like, about? what? The mountains are right there. Yeah. They're so beautiful. <laughs> she's like, oh yeah, too bad yeah. you can't really see them. We're like, what? what? Like, we just well, we didn't found out know. the next day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the next day we visited Duraguti family winemakers. Mm-hmm. I loved this visit. They have really um, like very quickly become a top winery in Mendoza. Um, they just opened their tasting room in 2021, but in 2023 they were already awarded Number 13 for best wineries and vineyards in the world. Wow. Like they, their tasting room's been open like three years. So mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. Um, it was started by two brothers and they have incredible, you know, winemaking equipment, lots of amphora clay pots, um, beautiful reservoir where they collect their water. Um, so the whole tasting was great. Lots of like art and beautiful labels. And then they also have this amazing restaurant on site. Um, it is called the five suelos. I hope I'm saying that right. Well, cinco, right? Mm-hmm. Cinco. Cause it's, they have five Which different soil types. Soils, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, Cinco Suelos is the name of their kitchen. And they have this beautiful tasting menu. It's all farm to table. We got to walk through the gar- their garden. And the food was incredible. It was really good. Yeah, Incredible. It was really good. With really incredible wines. Um, you know, just all different kinds from their, their entire line. So would highly recommend going for a tasting, but also going to experience their restaurant. Yes. And uh, b- before you kind of continue talking about these wineries, I-, I want you guys to really understand how this region, I mean, they're driven by the wine industry. So these wineries, they're massive. They're beautiful. They're thoughtly planned out. They're structurally appealing. I mean, they're as nice or as nicer as some of the better Napa wineries that you would see as far as, you know, their size and scale and production and things like that. These were like some of the most beautiful wineries I have ever seen. I would say that. Yeah, (laughs) I agree. Like a lot of the winemaking facilities, I just like couldn't even believe my eyes. I was like, this is like, yeah, these are some of the most impressive winemaking facilities that Mm -hmm. I've ever seen. Because being in a third world country, you would just think they would, you know, we've been to like some other places where they've had like little smaller kind Mm -hmm. of 
you know, not as impressive yeah. uh, shops, but this one was, um, these were amazing. These were amazing wineries and facilities. Really amazing. Yeah. These people definitely know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later that afternoon, we visited Susanna Balbo, which I had briefly mentioned, really close to Cava's Wine Lodge. Um, and Susanna is kind of known for uh, researching a lot of the Toronto's grapes. So that was fun to go there and taste some of those white wines. Um, another beautiful spot. It was a little cloudy for us that day um, in the afternoon, but really friendly staff. Great tour, um, especially if you're staying at or around Cavas, which is a great place to visit as well. Um, also near there, I had mentioned Katina Zapata. We did not get to visit, but it's like number one for one world's best vineyards mm-hmm. in 2023. Yeah. So would need to go. Um, okay. And then the next day we headed down to the Uco Valley. Yes. Um, so the Uco Valley, it's about an hour drive from, well, it was about an hour drive from where we were. At, at, uh, Cava, not, at Cava, not Cava's. Um, yeah. Where were we? Yeah, Cava Swine Lodge. Like we were more. No, no, no. We were at um the other one. Ocho. No, no, we weren't. We left from Cava. Oh, and we yeah. ended up there. Yeah. That's right. You're right. Yeah. So, um, Uka Valley. It's known for being a uh, like higher altitude. So, if you're gonna go to the Uka Valley, there's a bunch of wineries like in that area, pretty close together. But um, so we tried to squeeze three into one day. Um, so the first one we visited was Domaine Busquet. And this one, they have like all organic wines, really incredible, like tons of different variety. They have kosher wines. They have, you know, reserve wines. They have vegan wines. They have all these different wines. They're all organic, great sparkling wines, great Malbec wines, beautiful views. They even have a place um, called the Gaia Lodge that you could also stay. So if you want a place to stay in the Uco Valley near those wineries, that would be a great option mm-hmm. as well. Um, yeah, really, really amazing visit and just fascinating with how organic they are and, and all the things that they're doing. And they do distribute very widely to the U.S., mm-hmm. which is really mm-hmm. nice. Um, and then after that, we did the Bodega Salentin. Mm-hmm. Hopefully I'm saying all of these right. Sorry if I'm not. Um, This place was really cool. Really like structurally very interesting, very grand, like a big grand entrance to the tasting room and restaurant. And then another grand entrance to the winemaking facility itself. Um, Really stunning cellar that I took some pictures in. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, great tour really friendly people. And then we got to uh, sit down with the winemaker and have a tasting and yeah, lunch. That was fun. Yeah. yeah. He was super friendly, Jorge. Mm-hmm. Um, and the meal there was amazing too. Actually, I think the steak that I had was like oh, my favorite steak the that. whole time, yeah. other than the yeah. one we had at the cooking class, mm-hmm. but that meal was amazing too. Mm-hmm. So again, another place I would recommend to eat lunch. It's like a six course lunch or something mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> Very <laughs> is filling. Isn't lunch like their biggest meal or is it? Or no? I don't know. It is it's, in Spain. It's, okay. That's uh, which is what I learned this past summer when I went there, but could be similar. There's mm-hmm. definitely like Spanish and Italian influence, vibes influence yeah. in mm-hmm. Argentina. So, um, possibly. It's like every lunch we had was just like courses. Three, four, five It was courses. a lot. Yeah. yeah, be prepared for a lot of red meat. I did not oh, yeah, have a problem with that, mm-hmm. but you know, Argentinian steak, Argentine steak. <laughs> oh, yeah. <you> see that? <laughs> um, 
amazing visit at Salatin. Mm-hmm. I would highly yeah. recommend. And then the last winery we visited, definitely one of my favorites too, was Zucardi. Oh, yeah. Zucardi was just so impressive. The way that they designed the mm-hmm. tasting room. I mean, the amount of pristine concrete vessels they had in their winemaking facility. Um, They also are very into zoning the soil. So the vineyard is like very carefully zoned for different soil types and they plant grape varieties according to that. They harvest at different times according to that. And they're just very, very into the whole terroir of it all which Mm -hmm. is so cool and you can really taste that in their wines we tasted a lot of um minimal intervention wines so a lot of malbecs that were not put in oak or anything like that you know mostly concrete and they were just incredible Mm -hmm. um so i have like a picture of all the wines we tasted and a list of them on my blog too um but zuccardi was amazing they they like distribute very widely to the u.s and they have like their kind of main line of like Zuccardi Q, but I would recommend tasting like beyond, like if you ever have a chance to like try anything else from them, like that's like kind of what they're most widely distributed, but they have sure. a lot of other things going they on do. is what yeah. I'm trying to say. They, yeah. they do really, really amazing things. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, and I want to just highlight that, you know, again, this region is driven by the wine industry. So they put so much time, money, and effort into everything they do in regards to how they make their wines, who they staff, how their staff gets to the facilities and gets home. Because a lot of their staff, Mm -hmm. they live in Mendoza, which is like you said, an hour commute. So they provide transportation for their employees to to bus to work and go home. They 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 give great benefits to their employees, which we've heard from numerous uh, people we talked to as we went through our different visits. So I was just really impressed at the scale of you know the operations there. I mean, yeah. they, and, and the thought process that went into it. It was just really cool to learn about and see. Um, then also, of course, to taste the wine. Very yeah. good wines. You know, you go into uh, Argentina thinking Malbec, 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 but they have a lot of different, a lot, a lot of a lot, a lot of different good wines, a lot of different varietals that are really, really good. Um, yeah, a lot of their reds are really good. They had some good sparkling wine. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, the terroir is just so interesting there. I mean, so many different soil types, but like really just interesting that they allow irrigation, but it's tightly regulated because all of their water is coming from runoff from the Andes mountains. Mm -hmm. So literally as the snow melts, they're collecting the water and that is the water that they have. Mm -hmm. And so with global warming, you know, there's less and less snow each year. So they really have to regulate. Um, But so the whole just operation and, you know, from vineyard to bottle is really fascinating. It's so amazing. highly amazing. recommend yeah. a visit. One of my top visits, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. it was just it. Yeah. like another world type visit. Yeah. Really friendly people, amazing food, amazing wines. Um, but, you know, there's also other things to do. Horseback riding was on my list. We didn't get to it. But next time we definitely want to do horseback riding like in or around the Andes would be amazing. The vineyards, they have the like Andes. thermal baths outside of <laughs> Mendoza cooking class. We did uh, Mendoza nightlife. And then they also, or we also did a spa day, which is, oh, you know, nice. a nice yeah. thing to do yeah. at Cavas. 
Um, and then just the last things I want to touch on with the trip are just a few things to know before you go. Mm-hmm. So some of my top tips, I would suggest having Argentinian pesos like either get them in the airport. I would say get them in the airport. Just have some for tipping, taxi rides. We made the mistake of having nothing. <laughs> that American money doesn't go too far out there. It de- well, I knew it wasn't, <laughs> but Mo was so convinced it'll be fine. It wasn't. So we had to like ask our hotel to help us get some, which they mm-hmm. did. But I wouldn't like rely on that next time. I would have some before I go. I so, agree. Definitely have enough for yeah tipping and taxi rides. Um, but they do take credit cards out there and everything, so that you know that's all standard. Yeah, yeah. definitely sh- uh, download WhatsApp because that's how like everyone communicate. communicates. Mm-hmm. So similar to Europe in that way. Uh, book ahead of time. Definitely book winery visits ahead of time. That's why we couldn't get into Catina's at Pada because they were totally booked up. Like they must book out months in advance. So. Book ahead of time also for dinner reservations Mm -hmm. as well. Um, I guess December was a pretty busy time. I mean, it was like summertime for them. But we asked them, we're like, what's your busiest time of year? And they're like, we're always busy. They did say that. Yeah. They were like, we don't really have one particular busy season. Because it really doesn't get too cold there, right? No, yeah. no. And, you know, I just, they said that, you know, they got a lot of people from Brazil coming over Mm. and. So um, just, yeah, plan ahead, book ahead for sure. Um, maybe download a translator app. Wait, when's their harvest season? Isn't it like now? It, it would be uh, like February. Yeah, yeah. like now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah February through March. Interesting. Yeah, it is. It's exciting. Um, download a translator app because like I said, like none of our taxi drivers really spoke English. I, I wish I spoke Spanish, but I studied Italian and French. So I was, it was no help right. to <laughs> anything that we were doing. Um, so it would just be helpful to have just in case you need to say a simple sentence. Um, another thing, as with all international wine trips, just be prepared to maybe ship wines home, either pay for them to be shipped or leave room in your suitcase. Um, and then I kind of already mentioned this, but map out your visits um, because the region of Mendoza is very, very large. Um, so definitely plan your visits according to like re- sub region and where you're going to stay. But I have more information like on the map of it all in my blog post. So excellent. Excellent. Anything else about the trip? <laughs> oh man, it was just amazing. You know, I, uh, I don't think, oh, which winery was that that we went to or vineyard mm-hmm. where we got to like walk down into like the earth and see the different layers of soil? So they did it at two. Uh-huh. They, we got to walk down at the one at Akaiken mm-hmm. the first day that and was we so got to cool. walk down there. But then they also had dug out two big plots of soil at Zuccardi. Mm-hmm. But and it was in the same row, remember one, and oh, then yeah. it was like you go like ten meters down, and yeah. it was totally different. Yeah, like one was really stony, and then right. one, one was, was really sandy. Yeah, so so interesting. Yeah, yeah that was they cool. are doing interesting stuff. Mm. Oh, the other thing is too, I have a full list of restaurants we visited, um, with like links and everything, um, because we ate at other than the winery ones I talked about, we ate at some really really good restaurants too. But I would go back. I love the time of year we went. Yeah. I think I would go back again. Maybe like, yeah, February harvest time would be really cool. Um, it was it was nice. I would say for packing, pack layers. It was definitely 
warm. It wasn't too hot when we went. It was like 80s. It would cool down. Yeah, I would say like bring a light jacket for the evening if you go like during their summertime. Um, But yeah, we definitely sat by the fire. It can get pretty hot during the day, you know, sunscreen. Mm -hmm. Like we mentioned, a lot of dirt roads. So sandals, you don't really need to wear heels. I wore like tiny heels to like dinner, but like... Sand, yeah. Your feet are going to get dirty. And I would say if you have any kind of motion sickness, maybe bring some motion medicine. Yeah, motion that's sickness. it. That's good advice. Yeah. Let me put that in this blog <laughs> yeah. post, actually, because I kind of forgot about that part. Especially when you're drinking wine all day and then you get down in this car and driving what, 45 minutes to an hour on dirt roads. It's kind of, yeah. it could be a lot. And yeah. there, a lot of the cars are like stick shift, too, so it's yeah. kind of jerky. jerky. And yeah, yeah. Very true. <laughs> what else? We Anything else you want um, to add? Or add? Just that I, I would highly recommend recap. as if there's other questions about the trip, um, you guys can always DM me on Instagram, but yeah, check out my blog post for like links and everything. Um, yeah, yeah. it was just amazing. It was. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really liked it too, because I love Europe. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we're going back to Europe soon and we, I will always love all of Europe, but you know, now it's, it's kind of like, the hidden treasures or like places like Taromina that I have loved for years and years are now like flooded with tourists and Europe is pretty much every corner of Europe is like fully discovered. And I felt like South America just in general, but Argentina too, it was like, it's so much more rural and like less touched by tourists you know, barely anyone yeah. spoke English yeah, there. And I agree. Very rural. And like, we didn't run it's into any authentic. other Americans. Yeah. yeah it just yeah. felt like a very. Well, we did at Cabas, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but it wasn't like annoying or like, we kind of felt like. Do you like, not like Americans? <laughs> I do. I am a true, true American. You are. I am the ultimate <clears throat> American. Um, no, it just felt like I wasn't on another trip with a bunch of tourists. Like yeah. it kind of just felt like it was us too. I and agree. like a bunch of locals, mm-hmm. a lot of places <laughs> that we went, which I loved. So I, I would say, um, now is a good time to go. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Things get crazy, <laughs> you know, in a decade or whenever, but yeah, it was great. It was. Did you want to dive into Brazil at all or save that for another time? Mm, I feel like this episode's getting kind of long. long. Maybe we yeah. touch on Brazil a little bit in our next episode. That good to me. Um, yeah. Because we will have more episodes coming. Uh oh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, yeah, thank you guys. We appreciate it. And tune in to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Thanks for tuning in to Conversations, Conversations with, with the Covington. We'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.